Well, welcome to Coffee with James on this Wednesday morning in August as the sun is shining, a time where you can rest, a time where you can sit back, a time to take a moment of your day to um, actually listen to God. And while I drink a coffee, uh, I've got my coffee made this morning, it's a flat white. Um, I'm looking forward to opening up with God's Word. This, this flat white's good, um, it's freshly poured, freshly ground. Um, these beans, they're getting a little bit old. I'm looking forward to be able to go out and buy a new packet of coffee beans, hopefully later this week. But we're not here to talk about coffee, but we're here to, to open up God's Word. And we're going to be looking at the book of Philippians again today and tomorrow. So I wonder, uh, I want us to think this morning about Paul and his situation. See, Paul, is, he's writing to this church in Philippi. He's in chains in Rome. Nero is emperor. And when you think about him being in chains, you want to ask lots of details. I don't know about you, but I want to ask details. I wonder what type of chain was used. Was he under chains 24 hours a day, seven days a week? What was it like? Was he getting irritated by it? Could he get up and go to the toilet on his own? Is he really in Rome? There's, there's questions that we all ask that are interesting. If Peter Fitzsimmons from the Sydney Morning Herald was to do a front page, you know, he'd, he'd want to know all the ins and outs. What was your experience like? How did you feel? What was the treatment like? Was it good food, bad food? What was it like 24 hours a day? And yet as you read Philippians, we hear that he's in chains, but Paul doesn't give us much detail. He doesn't say a lot to us about his situation and what it's like. Because Paul isn't the front page story. For Paul, Jesus Christ is the front page story. See, as you come to Philippians, Paul, in this passage, he doesn't want us to get bogged down in those kind of details. You know, what did he eat? What did he drink? Because see, for Paul, he's concerned about one thing. Yesterday, we saw that he was concerned that Christ is preached. And today, he's, he wants us to... He is keen to see Christ exalted despite the situation that he's in. See, he flowed, the, the flow of this opening chapter is that the gospel is to be at the center of all we do and say, of how Jesus Christ shapes everything. In, in a couple of weeks, as we continue through the book of Philippians, we're going to see what that gospel is. We're going to get a bit more clarity on it. But let's have a look at today's passage in verses 9 to 26 of Philippians 1. Sorry, uh, it's, it's verse 19, sorry. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice. That word rejoice, joy is here again. Like 16 times in the 104 verses in this book, he talks about joy and rejoicing. Yes, I will continue to rejoice. Why? <clears throat> For I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. What's that deliverance? What is it? What is that deliverance? Is it deliverance from prison? The deliverance isn't deli the deliverance that we think. You know, possibly when you first read, you think, oh, he's looking forward to their praying that he'll be delivered from prison. But that's actually not what Paul's praying for. Because as you read on, you see it's actually something bigger. He's actually praying that he'll be found faithful, that he'll be faithful. He's actually, ask, he's actually praying for courage. He's praying for courage that he'll be found faithful in exalting Christ, whether that's in death or in life. Have a look at verse 20. 
I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now as always Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. He's asking, give me boldness, give me courage that no matter what happens that I exalt Christ. Whether I live or whether I die, I want to exalt Christ. See, he's torn about it. He's torn. Why? Why would you be torn about it when he, when he goes, well, isn't it to go to heaven the, the best thing ever? Is he, isn't he wanting to be with Jesus to release his pain, to release and change the situation? Wouldn't you want to be with heaven to get out of this world? See, Paul's not saying, I want to leave this world because to remove my pain. But he says, if I do, it's I gain Christ. So he's so he just wants to exalt Christ. I gain Christ. But he also is torn because he wants to stay. He knows he can gain Christ. But at the same time, he wants to stay for the sake of the gospel and the ministry of the gospel. He doesn't want to stay for himself, but he wants to stay for the church of Philippi, for his brothers and sisters, for gospel ministry. For to me to live as Christ, it's more than just thinking, oh, he just wants to live and be healthy and well. No, for poor to live is to do gospel ministry. See, staying alive isn't the best thing for him, but he... he, 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 he It's actually the best thing for others for him to stay alive. He's, he's actually outward looking. Verse 25, convinced of this, I know that I will remain and I will continue with all of you. Why does he keen to remain? For your progress and joy in the faith. So that through my being with you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound and abound. See, Paul, he's, he's outward looking. He's outward looking. He, 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 he wants what's best for them. Often we ask the question, what is best for me? I want us to think about that for a moment. In, in, in the culture that we're in, in an individualistic society at the moment, everyone on social media, it's about me and my wants and what I want to do. Don't you tell me what I should do and what I shouldn't do. But Paul says, I want to keep living for the best of the others. Or I want to go to heaven so because I gain Christ. I want to ask the question, that question, what is best for me? Is, is that the question you're asking? Or a better question to ask is what is best for others? May we be outward focused at this moment. Because often people come and they might come to me and say, oh, I want this to happen or I want that to happen in church life or I want this and that. And it's a question that sometimes is actually just a question of going, this is what I want for me. It's what's best for me. But actually, once we grasp the gospel, we start to think outwardly and go, what is actually best for the church? What is actually best for gospel ministry at Toon Gabby Baptist Church? Not what's best for me and my comfort, but what is best for the sake of the advancement of the gospel.
but also may we be people who pray for courage. That's what Paul's praying. He's praying for courage that he will exalt Christ in life or in death. May we be people who pray for courage at this moment to exalt Christ. Pray for courage that we won't ask the question, what is best for me? But to have courage to ask the question, what is best for the church? What is best for the bride of Christ? What is best for gospel ministry in this moment? May we exalt Christ. May Christ be preached. May Christ be exalted. Let me pray. Father God, thank you for this new day. Thank you that we could have a glimpse of Paul's life. And we pray now that we as a church, that we at Toongabi Baptist Church will exalt Christ, that we will ask the question, what is the best for the gospel? Help us to do that, we pray. Amen.